0: section six of the oakdale affair by edgar rice burroughs this librivox recording is in the public domain the mills of the gods grind slowly quoted bridge oh don't pleaded the oskaloosa kid let us in screamed the men without for the love of mike have a heart don't leave us out here it's a comin it's comin oh let the poor things in pleaded the girl on the bed she was herself trembling with terror. "'No funny business now, if I let you in,' commanded Bridge. "'On the square!' came the quick and earnest reply. The thing had reached the head of the stairs when Bridge dragged the bed aside and drew the bolt. Instantly two figures hurled themselves into the room, but turned immediately to help Bridge resecure the doorway." Just as it had done before, when bridge and the Oskaloosa kid had taken refuge there with the girl, the thing moved down the hallway to the closed door. The dragging chain marked each foot of its advance. If it made other sounds they were drowned by the clanking of the links over the time-roughened flooring. Within the room the five were frozen into utter silence, and beyond the door an equal quiet prevailed for a long minute. Then a great force made the door creak, and a weird scratching sounded high up upon the old-fashioned paneling. Bridge heard a smothered gasp from the boy beside him, followed instantly by a flash of flame and the crack of a small-caliber automatic. The Oskaloosa kid had fired through the door. Bridge seized the boy's arm and wrenched the weapon from him. "'Be careful!' he cried. "'You'll hurt someone. You didn't miss the girl much that time.' She's on the bed right in front of the door. The Oskaloosa kid pressed closer to the man as though he sought protection from the unknown menace without. The girl sprang from the bed and crossed to the opposite side of the room. A flash of lightning illuminated the chamber for an instant and the roof of the veranda without. The girl noted the ladder and the open window. "'Look!' she cried. "'Suppose it went out of another window upon this porch. It could get us so easily that way!' "'Shut up, you fool!' whispered one of the newcomers, it might hear you. The girl subsided into silence. There was no sound from the hallway. I reckon you croaked it, suggested the second newcomer, hopefully. But as though the thing without had heard and understood, the clanking of the chain recommenced at once, but now it was retreating along the hallway, and soon they heard it descending the stairs. Sighs of relief escaped more than a single pair of lips, you didn't hear me whispered the girl bridge laughed we're a nice lot of babies seeing things at night he scoffed if you're so nervy why don't you go down and see what it is asked one of the late arrivals i believe i shall replied bridge and pulled the bed away from the door instantly a chorus of protests arose the girl and the oskaloosa kid being most insistent what was the use what good could he accomplish It might be nothing. Yet, on the other hand, what had brought death so horribly to the cold clay on the floor below? At last their pleas prevailed, and Bridge replaced the bed before the door. For two hours the five sat about the room waiting for daylight. There could be no sleep for any of them. Occasionally they spoke, usually advancing and refuting suggestions as to the identity of the nocturnal prowler below stairs. The thing seemed to have retreated again to the cellar, leaving the upper floor to the five strangely assorted prisoners and the first floor to the dead man. During the brief intervals of conversation the girl repeated snatches of her story, and once she mentioned the Oskaloosa kid as the murderer of the unnamed victim. The two men who had come last pricked up their ears at this, and Bridge felt the boy's hand just touch his arm, as though in mute appeal for belief and protection." The man half smiled. We seen the Oskaloosa kid this evening, volunteered one of the newcomers. You did? exclaimed the girl. Where? He'd just pulled off a job in Oakdale, and had his pockets bulging with sparklers and kale. We was follerin' him, and when we seen your light up here we thought it was him. The Oskaloosa kid shrank closer to bridge. At last he recognized the voice of the speaker while he had known that the two were of the sky pilot's band he had not been sure of the identity of either but now it was borne in upon him that at least one of them was the last person on earth he cared to be cooped up in a small unlighted room with and a moment later when one of the two rolled a smoke and lighted it he saw in the flare of the flame the features of both dopey charlie and the general the oskaloosa kid gasped once more for the thousandth time that night it had been dopey charlie who lighted the cigarette and in the brief illumination his friend the general had grasped the opportunity to scan the features of the other members of the party schooled by long years of repression he betrayed none of the surprise or elation he felt when he recognized the features of the oskaloosa kid if the general was elated the oskaloosa kid was at once relieved and terrified relieved by ocular proof that he was not a murderer and terrified by the immediate presence of the two who had sought his life. His cigarette drawing well, Dopey Charlie resumed. This Oskaloosa kid's a bad actor, he volunteered. The little shrimp tried to croak me, but he only creased my ribs. I'd like to lay my mitts on him. I'll bet there won't be no more Oskaloosa kid when I get done with him. The boy drew Bridges' ear down toward his own lips. Let's go, he said. I don't hear anything more downstairs, or maybe we could get out on this roof and slide down the porch pillars. Bridge laid a strong, warm hand on the small, cold one of his new friend. Don't worry, Kid, he said, I'm for you. The two other men turned quickly in the direction of the speaker. Is de Kid here? asked Dopey Charlie. He is my degenerate friend, replied Bridge, and furthermore he's going to stay here and be perfectly safe. Do you grasp me? who are you asked the general that is a long story replied bridge but if you chance to recall dink and crumb you may also be able to visualize one billy burke and billy byrne and his side partner bridge yes well i am the side partner before the yeggman could make reply the girl spoke up quickly this man cannot be the oskaloosa kid she said. It was the Oskaloosa kid who threw me from the car. How do you know he ain't? queried the general. Youse was knocked out when these guys picked you up. It's so dark in here you couldn't recognize no one. How do you know this here bird ain't the Oskaloosa kid, eh? I have heard both these men speak, replied the girl. Their voices were not those of any men I have known. If one of them is the Oskaloosa kid, then there must be two men called that. "'Strike a match and you will see that you are mistaken.' The general fumbled in an inside pocket for a package of matches, carefully wrapped against possible damage by rain. Presently he struck one, and held the light in the direction of the kid's face, while he and the girl and Dopey Charlie leaned forward to scrutinize the youth's features. "'It's him, all right,' said Dopey Charlie. "'You bet it is,' seconded the general. "'Why, he's only a boy,' ejaculated the girl." The one who threw me from the machine was a man. Well, this one said he was the Oskaloosa kid. Persisted the general, and he shot me up. Growled Dopey Charlie. It's too bad he didn't kill you, remarked Bridge pleasantly. You're a thief and probably a murderer into the bargain. You tried to kill this boy just before he shot you. Well, what's he? Demanded Dopey Charlie. He's a thief. He said he was look at his pockets they're crammed with swag and he's a gunman too or he wouldn't be packin a gat i guess he ain't got nothin on me the darkness hid the scarlet flush which mounted to the boy's cheeks so hot that he thought it must surely glow redly through the night he waited in dumb misery for bridge to demand the proof of his guilt earlier in the evening he had flaunted the evidence of his crime in the faces of the six hoboes but now he suddenly felt a great shame that his new-found friend should believe him a housebreaker but bridge did not ask for any substantiation of charlie's charges he merely warned the two yeggmen that they would have to leave the boy alone and in the morning when the storm had passed and daylight had lessened the unknown danger which lurked below stairs betake themselves upon their way and while we're here together in this room you two must sit over near the window he concluded You've tried to kill the boy once tonight, but you're not going to try it again. I'm taking care of him now.' you got a crust, Bo,' observed Opie Charlie belligerently. "'I guess me and the general'll sit where we damn please, and yous can take it from me on the side that we're going to have ours out of the kid's hall. If you tink you're going to cop the whole cheese, you've got another tink coming.' you are banking replied bridge on the well-known fact that i never carry a gun but you fail to perceive owing to the stygian gloom which surrounds us that i have the kid's automatic in my gun hand and that the business end of it is carefully aiming in your direction end of section six